0: back then we wouldn't go out walking we wouldn't go out stay overnight somewhere yeah you sort of just go in your own little shell and just just yeah you're just not happy we don't really know how to fix it losing weight isn't easy and some days we can feel like we need some extra help welcome to the weight loss warrior podcast the show where we share inspiring real life success stories from normal everyday people like you and i Listen to how each of our guests managed to overcome their personal challenges to lose the weight they wanted, as they talk about the secrets to their success and give great advice that you can benefit from. Become part of our tribe and use the Weight Loss Warrior podcast as your source of motivation and support to help you on your weight loss transformation. And now, your host and friend, Carl Radley.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Weight Loss Warrior podcast. I'm Kyle, your host as always, and today I am joined by Kylie from Watford. How are you doing, Kylie?
0: Yeah, very good, thank you.
1: Thank you for joining us on the show. Absolute pleasure to have you. And I know that you've got an amazing story because of the fact you have lost a total of eight and a half stone. So I cannot wait to hear more about that. And before we do get into that, maybe you could just tell us a bit about yourself, Kylie.
0: Um, Yeah, I'm Kylie from Watford, uh, mother of two, grandmother of two started my weight loss journey back in 2018 and still yeah I still struggle with it now to be honest to so keep it off but yeah.
1: But I'd say you've done a, an amazing job during that journey and very interested to you, you say you still struggle so very interested to hear how you overcome those struggles and, and how you manage to stay at the weight you are Um. so yeah we'll, we'll cover that in the interview, and and for I say the interview, it makes it sound like you're applying for a job, but it's not the case at all. Uh, so tell me a bit about life before losing weight, Kylie. How, how was that for you? And then generally leading up to the moment where you decided you wanted to lose weight?
0: Yeah, just sort of, you know, I've always sort of, well, never been big, big, but had sort of gained weight, lose weight, go on a diet, you know, same old thing. And then in about 2014, my husband was diagnosed with mouth cancer. So he was then not eating. So a lot of takeaways when he was in hospital and treatment going on. So probably that went on for about, yeah, quite a while. Gained, probably got to my heaviest. And I remember getting on the scales, 17 stone, 13. And I was thinking I cannot hit 18 stone. But nothing had really sort of clicked, Um, just thought I don't want to put on any weight, can't put any more on, can't keep going and then my granddad had been terminal, end of life and he did pass away in 2017 at Christmas and I actually thought I've got time to focus on me so end of January, not the beginning of January like most people, end of January because I had to psych myself up. I decided to go enjoy slimming world.
1: And that's when your journey began. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So before we get started on that part of uh, the journey, I'm just going to touch on a couple of things there if I can, because it sounds like you've been through some very traumatic experiences. First of all, in 2014 with your husband. Yep. Um, having mouth cancer. And just that in itself for a number of people, if you have an emotional connection with food that we, we've talked about, but really just out of probably convenience you'd have more takeaways you probably didn't feel like cooking you were probably doing trips to the hospital backwards and forwards I well you tell me but I would imagine it was just a difficult time all around
0: yeah it was mainly the back backwards and forwards he was in hospital for about four weeks but had takeaways just lived on takeaways and then when he came out he was on a liquid diet um so he wasn't really eating I still wanted to eat and yeah we relied a lot on takeaways and that. <laughs> definitely did yeah put put a lot of weight on
1: and and before then before 2014 you'd mentioned you know that you gained weight lost weight but is this something that you I don't use the word struggle if you didn't feel it was a struggle but have you always had big fluctuations in your weight growing up you know from childhood
0: no I was always fairly fairly thin I would say it wasn't until well, even then I wasn't probably you know even when I, I gained weight and i had been on a diet previous I probably my heaviest then would have been about 11 and a half stone which isn't much but you do notice it if you've been slightly smaller
1: absolutely I think it's 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 very relative to your starting weight your size like height wise I mean genetics plays a large part in this and some people are just genetically smaller and so the weight notices much quicker but you say you didn't have any issues as such or it wasn't a problem for you?
0: No, I just like takeaways, to be honest, and junk food. That's always I've always loved junk food. It was fussy as a kid. But I suppose when you're younger, you can carry it off. In your older years,
1: obviously not. I'm, I'm not going to ask you your, your age because if in case my grandma ever listens, she'll, uh, she'll tell me off for doing that. But um, you, you say you have two grandchildren. So uh, you know, you, I, I've seen photos of you. you. You're a young grandma, I'm going to Oh, gonna thank guess. you.
0: I'll take uh, that.
1: But what I would say is I've noticed myself that as I'm getting older, the body's less forgiving and I'm nearly 40. So um, I I can imagine in the next years for myself, it's going to become less forgiving and less forgiving. So Kylie, so you, you enjoy junk food. And to be honest, that's half a problem. A lot of people do. And again, I, I never say that there's bad foods as such, but I think, the frequency in which you have junk food or takeaways doesn't really play in our favour. Because generally speaking, and it's it's very easy as well to get into a habit of of ordering deliveries, especially now with like the apps that are available like Just Eat and Uber Eats and and et cetera. But it's so accessible to get takeaway food now, even more than before, that a lot of people turn to it.
0: Yeah, it makes life really easy to be able to just pick up the phone and order or just do it for an app.
1: Exactly. And I, I think they play into that. And, and they kind of use that against us because, you know, they, they target you when you get home from work and you can't be bothered to cook dinner. And then all of a sudden you get a notification or something pop up on your your Instagram feed saying, oh, why don't you order takeaway tonight? And yeah, if, if you don't have a lot of willpower or you've had a bad day, that could just be, you know, a couple of clicks and dinner's on its way and it's solved. Um, so this was one of the, the things that you did struggle with.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I, you know, I'm a junk food lover. If you would put a plate of chips in front of me from the chip shop, it, I won't eat till I'm full. I could polish off the whole lot.
1: Okay. Okay. So I'm starting to build a picture now of, you know, you, you enjoy it. And uh, I'm sure that enjoyment probably hasn't disappeared. And we'll get back to, to what you said about the struggle a little yeah. later on. So leading up to 2014, you obviously not gained as much weight as you did in the period when your husband had was diagnosed with cancer and was going through treatment yeah and then in 2017 you said your your grandfather passed away and that was the turning point for you but between 2014 and 2017 those three years how was life for you at a heavier weight
0: uh pretty bloody awful kept seeing the scales go up which I knew they would do because of what I was eating but not enough for me to want to change it just sort of carried on and that but yeah I was miserable
1: yeah and and that's if we're honest quite a common thing to happen if you're not happy with the way you look or you've noticed a change that isn't a positive one and and do you think it impacted you like going out your social life relationships things like that
0: yeah definitely i you know we do so much more now whereas back then you know we we would go out to eat but apart from that we wouldn't go out walking. We wouldn't go out, I don't know, to maybe stay overnight somewhere. Um, yeah, you sort of just go in your own little shell and just, yeah, just, yeah, you're just not happy. We don't really know how to fix it.
1: Understood. Uh, I can relate to that. And so then, and the thing is with this, I don't know, you can tell me in your case, but the more you kind of go into your shell, and the easier it becomes to to turn down invitations to go out and the less of a big deal it is to stay in all weekend and you know eat the foods that you shouldn't watch tv and be less active and it kind of escalates into this lifestyle where you don't really do much at all
0: yeah that yeah 100% you just yeah you you literally don't do much at all and you just uh, yeah like I feel now oh that was a bit of wasted time that we could have done something or yeah, it's hard. You you're in a rut. You know, it's it's hard to yeah, it's hard when you've been big and you are big to even battle through to to get there. It's a yeah, it's it's hard.
1: And and I guess as well when you're dealing with other traumas and and difficulties, you know, within your family with your husband, um, and then eventually leading up to your to your grandfather passing away. It, that in itself is very difficult to deal with, and. One thing that somebody said to me quite recently, which I think is very interesting, that these kind of situations amplify your emotions. And it doesn't matter you know, obviously a sad thing happens and you're feeling happy, you're not necessarily gonna be happier. But if you're feeling sad anyway or, or unhappy, it doesn't take too much for that to really drag you down further. And then when you are suffering anyway and then something bad happens, it it just it's like a grey cloud comes over your head and you don't know how to shake it off.
0: Yeah, and I think that was, for me, would have been, um, my husband had had um, treatment for um, hyperbaric oxygen, and that was an eight-week treatment leading up to my granddad's death. That then, actually, come when my granddad died, I had a little bit of time to focus on me, and it was a relief for a while to think, do you know what, you've actually got a little bit of time to do some meal prep and do something, now is the time. If you're going to do it, do it.
1: Okay. And so so that was and that sticks out in your mind as that moment where you said right, I'm going to make a change. Well, yeah, I didn't really believe it when
0: I did it, but um yeah, it was like, you know what? You've got a little bit of time to focus on you, just do it. So that's when so
1: what was the next step for you then? When when you decided that, what what did you do next?
0: So a friend of um ours that we met through my husband's cancer treatment, he wanted to lose some weight as well so we joined um, slimming world online and then we just did it together and it was really good because we had a little bit of support we were messaging each other each day but you know the weight loss was slow i was an average loser of one and a half pounds to a pound a week but you don't realize how much that adds up to
1: oh absolutely And, and, and this is something that Good and bad. And, and I talk. I think on every episode I've talked about the obsession with scales and how it's a good thing and a bad thing. And especially, I think, with the slimming clubs that focus on the weight loss, it's very easy to fall into this trap of thinking I'm losing a pound and a half each week and failing because it, you see some people you know celebrating four pounds, five pounds, six pound losses, and you're there with a pound, a pound and a half. And you can feel deflated at that. But like you said, you add that up over the case of a couple of months, and that's a huge amount of weight that you've lost.
0: Yeah, I just think that the small amounts, it is hard because I, I don't even know how I kept going. Um, I had, you know, I did have a lot to lose and the pound and pound and a half. I did, I don't know, it wasn't until probably a good, I think probably six, seven months in, even when I'd lost sort of two and a half stone that anyone had even noticed. I suppose you don't, you know, you wear the same old clothes, but then being able to go into Primark in probably eight months later from starting. So that was in the September and being able to put on on a t-shirt that was a size 14 and feeling fantastic.
1: That's amazing. And, and this is, um, Oh, they're called NSVs, somebody told me. Oh, non-scale victory. There you go. See, I'm I'm still learning. I'm still, you know, I like non-scale
0: victory, but I, I'm still fairly dictated by the scales.
1: Okay. Okay. Um, and that's a, an interesting concept as well. But I think it's a combination of, of both because like you say, week after week, losing a pound, a pound and a half, it's going in the right direction, but it's also easy just to kind of expect that. So you kind of lose the novelty of, oh, I've lost a pound and a half. Is that like, okay? Yeah, still I'll, go and, I'll going, go and have
0: a takeaway. So I've lost a pound and a half this week. Let's go and have a takeaway.
1: <laughs> you know, I, I'd be genuinely interested to know what percentage of people, have their worst meal the same evening as weigh-in day because I just from, and again, if my mum ever hears it, she's going to kill me. But I know for a fact the night of weigh-in when she gets home, (laughs) that will be the night that she will eat everything and everything she shouldn't. And then she'll wake up the next day and it'll be fresh as a daisy and back on plan. Yeah,
0: I've done. Does that sound relatable? Oh, a hundred percent. But then I've got to the point that then the next morning, I'd wake up, and if I did weigh, I'd be, you know, a fair bit heavier. I've done, I've undone all my hard work from the week before, and it was that feeling of then being down. You know, having that good loss and then coming down. That actually, I thought, well, do I need that take on a Saturday, or just like, you know, be sensible and have something a little bit more sensible. And actually, it was a better feeling than going all out and literally eating a week's worth of food in in a night.
1: That makes perfect sense. And, and, and I was listening to you say that Kylie and thinking, so what you're saying basically is that it's, it's a better feeling, a better high and, and more motivating to celebrate that victory the next day when you weigh yourself and you've not gained weight Yes. to think, okay, because you, you've controlled. And the, the thing is the, the satisfaction you get from food is very short lived and it's quite often then overpowered by feelings of guilt and regret. But then, Nobody can take that away from you. The next day you wake up, you look and you've not gained weight. In fact, you probably lost weight and then you can reward yourself and be pleased with yourself for being strong. And I, I guess that's what's quite. Yeah. Or moving, um,
0: moving away from a, you know, a, a full blown Chinese takeaway to having maybe go to MS and s and get their dining food, but makes slightly better choices. So, you know what you're having instead of going full out and eating, you know, whatever, because you know, then the next day you are like, oh. It, it does make you feel bad. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and you probably save self-fortune as well in the process. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's, uh, it's the other side of it. But so you started doing Slimming World. And just to try and build the timeline here, because otherwise I, I, I jump around all over the place and, and forget where I am in your story. So you, you went and how long were you going to Slim World? Did you ever start going to an actual physical group or was it all done online? No,
0: so I did online for a year. Um, lost around four and a half stone. And then a local group opened, which was fantastic because it fitted in. It was a Friday morning group. So literally joined up um, with a friend of mine who was wanting to lose weight. And it was a really nice group, felt really comfortable. Everyone was sort of in the same boat. So just sort of that sense of... Everyone was there together and ideas and stuff. And it, it was actually a lot easier probably being in group than it was online.
1: Because you had that physical support yeah. and you you see people. And also you build friendships. I think is much more personal, isn't it, than, than being online. But it sounds as though you said you lost four and a half stone in that first year online. Yeah. So this I would just take a moment to recognise because I think a lot of people think but for it to be successful, you have to physically go to a group. But that's obviously not the case. And also, I think that for people who may not have the confidence to to walk into a group, which I know is a very common thing, maybe starting online could be that way to get familiar with the plans. And it could be for any of the, the slimming plans or, or slimming groups to so just to get a bit more used to it. Get yourself accustomed to what it's all about. And then maybe it's less nerve wracking. You might even make some friends Online, I'm not sure if that's a possibility with SlimWorld or if there are forums where you can join and find somebody local in your area, and then maybe arrange to meet them at a club one day on a, on a weighing day. And then that way, it kind of you're building up your confidence as you go. Yeah, I think you may have lost some weight. Yeah,
0: I think it's really hard to like join. I, I don't think I would have joined a a face to face group um just because I was so big. I wouldn't have probably had the confidence to, but you know. They wouldn't make you feel welcome, but I think for me online, it just gave me that little incentive. Uh, You know, I still don't know how I stuck to it, but I did, and it just, you know, you chip away at it, but I think everyone focuses on, you know, these big losses. I think the little ones really do add up, and that's, you know, even if it's half a pound a week.
1: And so for you, that was the the successful part of it, the, you know, the small wins, celebrating those. And and that obviously, like you said, it adds up over time to to four and a half stone in one year, which is incredible. And something else you mentioned as well, actually, Kylie, I just wanted to come back to. You said that for the first, however, I think two stone, I think you said, people, nobody actually commented or mentioned it.
0: No, nobody noticed my my first two and a half stone. Um, And it, it was an uncle I hadn't seen for a little while. He is about three stone. He's like, oh, you've lost weight. But everyone else that I've seen most days, yeah, didn't notice at all. And I think, I don't know, I'm not disheartening, because I suppose you feel it, but I suppose if you're wearing the same clothes, you're not going to go and buy new ones. But it was, uh, I think, probably quite an important thing, was it was probably three stone loss. But I went from a size 22 to probably a 16, but I didn't buy new clothes. So you're wearing the same clothes, so people don't see what's underneath. And then after hitting the size 16, the, the clothes size did drop quite quickly.
1: And then uh, I would imagine my clothes are more fitted, they're smaller. Yeah. And then so it probably stood out a lot more. Yeah. And also because of the fact you'd lost even more weight since that happened. Yeah. But then when, I, you,
0: when you do the half a stone after that and the stone, the, the yeah, the, the dress sizes do go down quicker. But I think, yeah, that first initial one, I think you probably hide behind who you were so you don't go out and buy new clothes because you're like, is this even real?
1: Yeah, I, I think there's a, an an aspect of denial, isn't there? And especially if you've if you've actually lost weight and gained weight in the past. And and this happened to me in February when I'd lost some weight and I was I had a massive clear out of my wardrobe, and I had what I was used to doing over the years would be when clothes got too big for me they'd get put under the bed into storage. And when I gained weight, they'd come back out. And this time I was. I was so determined I was like I'm not going to put these clothes back under the bed waiting for the next time that I'm going to gain weight because I'm not going to gain weight again because I, I think that way I was almost awaiting that time when it was going to happen Yeah. so I ended up putting them in bin bags and donating them all to charity there was like seven bin bags there and I ended up with almost no clothes to wear but at the same time the feeling of doing that and being like right no, there's no way back now and that is it. You're not going to go and buy big clothes again. You're going to buy some new clothes, but smaller ones that fit you properly. And they're, they're your clothes. Yeah. And that is it.
0: Yeah, when I cleared out, so, um, the yeah, the wardrobe, when I sort of went down to about 16, I went through the wardrobe, got rid of everything else. I had four tops hanging in the wardrobe. And actually, it did look very lonely, but I thought that's quite a nice place to be. And yeah, the clothes went to the charity shop. They weren't coming back
1: fantastic and it's a liberating feeling isn't it when you do that and and it's almost like you are you're you're celebrating your success for what you've done and actually Kylie I I think a new segment of the podcast has just been born without us even realizing it because I think that's an amazing question to ask and and to hear about the first time somebody noticed that you'd lost weight and that comment because it's a special moment isn't it
0: yeah it is and yeah people don't realize I could see the difference but it's not until some you know I suppose if people see you every day they they're not going to notice when someone hasn't seen you for a while but I just think after like you know when you're hitting two and a half three stone you know I felt a lot better but no one else had noticed
1: and I can imagine that was disheartening because of the effort you were going into and, and like you said but it sounds like there are many circumstances but that first time someone tells you oh have you lost weight the feeling that that gives you is is you can't beat it you really can't yeah it's such a a nice genuine pleasurable moment where you can say yeah i have a bit usually i mean in my case i, I usually get a bit embarrassed and a bit shy and be like yeah well just a bit or I make some joke about oh yeah I've, I've started gaining a bit more since you know yeah i'll just oh, yeah i oh, yeah, I'll
0: just cut down a little bit you know i'm not doing much <laughs>
1: exactly but on the inside I'm jumping around all over the place wanting to give them a big kiss and it, it, it could be anybody you know lady at the bus stop but you know if someone says it to you it makes your day so and and it's these kind of wins but another thing to mention is that it doesn't always carry on like that because once people have seen you've lost weight and you've said it once they've said it to you once they're not going to then say it to you every single time so so embrace these moments and enjoy them I think but I think that's a really nice thing to ask and to discuss so yeah thank you for that Kylie you've, you've just introduced a new part of the, the podcast and On that topic, I actually had one of uh, our listeners send me a message and I don't even know her real name, to be honest with you. I think it's Alison. But she sent me a message and she said one question to ask would be how you coped and managed during the times when things got bad again. Like when you had cravings just to go and raid the fridge or the cupboards and eat a load of junk food or, you know, you'd had a a bad few days with work or family and you weren't in a, a good headspace. How do you pull yourself out of that and how do you actually find a limit and control?
0: Um, I think you, like, you, yeah, you can just go and do it. Just if I've, you know, I know if there's something sitting in my cupboard up there, um, if my son's got his Bourbons or whatever, freeze um, college, and I know they're sitting in there. If I've had a bit of a bad day, I know I'm going to go and find them at the end of the day. It won't just be one. There'd be a fair old few of them. But then the next day, just, do you know what? Did it make me feel any better? No. It's out of the system. New day. Move on.
1: So that for you is is almost, instead of overcoming it, not overcoming it, that's the wrong word. Instead of, like, in that moment, actually tackling it or, or getting yourself into a more a higher state of anxiety or, or concern, you kind of just say, okay, this is what it is. What it is.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm not... going to eat them. Yeah, I think for me, I know sometimes if it's there, sometimes I'll talk myself out of it. Do you know what? You've been, you know, you've had a good day. You, you're you not actually hungry. You just want to, you know, you're not hungry. Don't have it. But then, you know, on some days, it's if it's there, and then, yeah, I can go out and have that. But tomorrow's a new day. I wake up in the morning, think, God, why did I do that? But it's, it's done. I can't change it. I've eaten it. <laughs> just move
1: on. Okay, so from what I'm hearing about that, you you haven't said the exact words, but what I'm the way you've described it sounds as though you have to forgive yourself. Yes, you you have to call it what it is, accept it, take ownership for it, but forgive yourself. Yeah,
0: there's no point. I can't change what happened yesterday, but yeah, I'm one of these people. I know if there is food there, we have to have it in the house because there's other people. But sometimes, if it if I just know it's there and I want some of it and and I will overeat it um i think i'll just be one of those people that will be an overeater if it is there but i don't need to have it all the time and if i do have that one lit it's like you know forget about it tomorrow's a new day don't beat yourself up you can't change what happened yesterday move on
1: i think that's really good advice actually and and this thing of forgiving yourself and realizing you know you're still learning And being kind to yourself. These a piece of advice that uh, a a good friend, and he's a life coach as well, gave to me very early on during his training. He said, you know, be kind to yourself and and remind yourself this is part of a journey. You're not there yet, but you're you're taking steps in the right direction. And I think that's so important because I think half the reason people fail with their weight loss goals is because they end up beating themselves up into failure and telling themselves that's it. It's a lost cause and, and giving up. So what you've just said about being more forgiving to yourself and they say it's a blip, it's happened, move on. Yeah, no one would... a much better way of dealing with it. You know, the
0: same thing, if I'd had those biscuits, that's fine. But if someone, you know, if I was to order a takeaway, you wouldn't think, oh, God, I've had a really bad day. I've had a takeaway today because you've had a binge on biscuits or crisps and calorie-wise and what would probably be fairly similar. So just, yeah, move on from it. You know, life happens and... Yeah, I'll be one of these people that will struggle, I think, a little bit. But, you know, it is a learning curve. You know, you've got to live and you've got to enjoy
1: life. The journey itself, it, it's not one thing that, from beginning to end. There's a range of emotions, feelings, things that happen, successes, many failures within that whole journey that happen. So it doesn't have to be one thing, but perhaps, you know, you have been the driving force and, and the reason for your success. Kylie and and maybe it wasn't an external thing it was you seeing the results wanting to just you know having the dedication to to lose a pound a week over so many weeks you know so I think it's it's obviously something you should feel very proud of and and you have done ultimately you're you're the one who who made that decision and you're the one who's lost uh, eight eight and a half stones. so congratulations on that really oh Uh, no thank you. you and and how has life changed now? Tell me more about life. So you've mentioned a few things, like, you know, you go out for walks and stuff. So how is life weighing eight and a half stone less compared to before?
0: Absolutely amazing. Literally changed my whole life. More confidence. Um, we do so much more. We go out, go up to London, uh, weekends away. We do more walking. Just... Yeah, life's good. A lot more socialising, a lot more confidence. I've got my own business now.
1: And, and that's something that's started since you've lost weight?
0: Yeah, so I do home help and caring.
1: That's really good. And it, I imagine that's something that would have been very difficult weighing eight and a half stone more than you do now.
0: I would have hated going in and meeting people. And now I like going meeting people, seeing people. Yeah, you don't realise how much... I don't know, gaining weight. I suppose you just hide in your little shell. You don't want to go out and about. Yeah, it's definitely an eye-opener to sort of see how much more we do now and we enjoy life and just do whatever we can.
1: I think it's important. And and before we, you you just mentioned, you know, being overweight and and hiding in your shell. What advice would you give to somebody who's currently in their shell and and probably quite desperate to break out of it, but, but maybe doesn't know how or just needs that, encouragement to take that first step what would you say to somebody who was in the same position you were
0: so I would say maybe find a friend that is wanting to lose weight as well so a little bit of support if you don't want to go and join a slimming group have a little look online but just yeah make that start and you will feel better
1: that's great and and I think is sound advice because Just getting started. This is one of the most common, I think, pieces of advice that we've had on the show so far. Don't delay it. Just get started. No matter how scary it is, find a way that is the lowest barrier to entry for you that is manageable, that isn't going to tip you over the edge. It's something that you feel you can do, even if it's not a nice feeling, even if it's something you are kind of dreading a little bit on the inside. You have to, I guess, balance up what means more to you at that stage, whether it's losing weight, or continuing as you are. Yeah. And and then from there you have a decision.
0: That was like with mine, like everyone loses weight first of um January. Well, I did I did think, yeah, first January, eighth of January, I'll do it. And it wasn't until the end of January I thought, no, when those scales were gonna hit the eighteenth stone, I thought you you know, you don't wanna hit the 18 stone. And that was then my decision. But I would've probably put it off. It's really hard to, you know, to put it off again but I think it'd be yeah a good decision just yeah find some support even you know even tell your family if not that you want to lose a bit of weight and they'll all get behind you
1: absolutely no I think Kylie that's absolutely great advice so thank you and I'd like to ask as well if you would like to share your Instagram account because I've spent quite a bit of time on there looking at your photos before and after and the things you get up to and I, I think it'd be great Inspiration for a lot of people listening to to go and take a look. So is that okay?
0: Yeah, definitely. As I say, you know, the good thing is with my my small losses, you still have to live in between. You're gonna have family birthdays, you're gonna have Christmas, you're gonna have Easter, you're gonna have your summer holidays, but you you just be kinder to yourself that those little losses in between, and you're making better decisions. You still got to have you know enjoy life in between. You, you know, birthday cake and that yeah have some you don't have to eat the whole bloody cake like i would have done just have a little slice
1: <laughs> I, I think that's absolutely correct and and something that as time goes on I, I i believe as well you lose that much weight first of all you probably don't have the appetite to eat as much food as you used to you probably eat a lot less than you probably did before yeah my and, port- and yeah, that-
0: portion sizes are definitely and that was the one that you that someone sort of says, "Oh, well, you don't eat eat that much." I was like, "But you know, I was double the size, so yes, I was going to eat double the portion." But you, yeah, you do have to learn to maybe just eat eat till you're full, or just put your portion on your plate. You don't need any more. And I think when you look in the mirror, you'll you reap the rewards and you feel so much better in yourself that you that you're you know you are pleased you do it. It is you know it is still hard. I still struggle with my weight. I could probably easily put it back on. But, you know, I
1: feel good where I am. And good for you. And you should do. Like I said before, you should feel very proud because you've lost a, a huge amount of weight and, and you look great for it. And I, I think everything you share on your Instagram is is really good because it gives people that insight on exactly how they could do the same. So your Instagram account, and, and I love the name of this account, is fridge pickers underscore wear underscore big knickers. Is yep. that right?
0: Yeah, that's
1: me. Excellent. And I will, and I, I mentioned this to Kylie before. But the reason I like this account name so much is because we on our fridge at home, as I was growing up, had a fridge magnet that said this. So Kylie, that just leaves me to say one more thing, and that's to welcome you as a weight loss warrior.
0: Thank you so much.
1: It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you today and well done once more on your amazing weight loss. And hopefully maybe we can get you back on the show in a few months time to let us know how that's continued to go and what else you've been up to.
0: Yeah, definitely. Thank you, Carl.
1: Take care of yourself. Lovely. Thank you. you. Bye bye. I'd also like to say a big thank you to you, our listeners. I appreciate you joining us at the Weight Loss Warrior podcast and would love that you become part of our tribe. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to our podcast to never miss a new Weight Loss Warrior Tell Their Story. We share brand new episodes every single Monday and Thursday and hope that you join us next time. You can also find us on Instagram where we share great tips and advice on how you can lose weight in a safe and sustainable way. Simply search for Weight Loss Warrior Podcast and follow us today. Remember, be kind to yourself and keep looking forward. You can achieve your goals.